All right, we're recording. Wish me luck that I don't cough too terribly much. <laughs> you can do it. I know. All right, welcome to episode 11 of That's Not What Andrea Told Me. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. I think we have a pretty hilarious episode lined up for you today. This was actually in our original draft of episode topics. Yeah. Uh, before we even started the podcast. And we weren't really sure the direction it would take uh, until we started prepping for the episode. And I think it will be pretty funny, but we always think we're pretty funny. So that's true. That is very true. That's not a very high bar. That's right. So this week we're going to talk about becoming uncool. No, no, Obviously a very, yeah. No, come on. Come on. <laughs> that was Jedi Mind Twins. That was in real super time, Jedi people. Mind Twins. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, At the top, let's quick disclaimer I'm getting over a cold. And so I may sound weird. That may be why. And um, I'll be muting periodically to cough up a lung or two. Yeah. Uh, and I guess this is as good a time as any to tell our podcast listeners that. Uh, Baby Horton number three is currently in the works. Yes. So I too have too much phlegm. <laughs> it seems Bonus to be related. Baby. Yeah, that will be happening. So to that end, Andrea and I have buckled down. We mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. so much planning mm-hmm. for you all so that me bearing more additional fruit Correct. will have no impact on your podcast schedule. Yes. So you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, the best laid plans. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, I know. But anyway, yeah. So for our disclaimers, there are those this week. Disclaimer corner. So obviously this is a really broad thing. I just think this is a hilarious thing to consider, especially if you are a person who as a adolescent or young adult ever thought to yourself, like, man, I'm cool. How quickly that changes and you realize if you ever were you Mm -hmm. no longer are and as the youth say you're no longer hipping with it that's right I don't think I don't think the youth say that no totally that's (laughs) definitely what they say yeah and so I think a fun place to start this actually will be to talk about all the ways in which our parents embarrassed us and then we can sort of segue into how we're becoming get off my lawn people Mm, yes that's (laughs) That's exactly right yeah and I Um, almost want us to just read through the list of things we came up with that annoy (laughs) us and then we can dive into them because I think that'll really paint it home yeah yeah really drive it home yeah (laughs) yeah let's start with with mom and dad yeah so being the oldest I was embarrassed first which I do think was good for mom and dad because it meant that I was annoyed and embarrassed, but you still thought they were cool. So I think it was, so that's maybe something for you to look forward to. Exactly. It was like, yeah, once one kid is worthless, the other one still thinks you're cool. Yeah. So my two earliest memories of being embarrassed, we went to church as youngins and we grew up Lutheran and you do confirmation for two years, seventh and eighth grade. And there's a confirmation dance. I believe it's for both the seventh and eighth graders. And I think it was when I was in seventh grade and mom's going to be annoyed because we didn't verify this with her. So if I get it wrong, uh, we'll hear about it. She will have something to say. She will have something to say. But did you tell her we're talking about doing a whole episode on the things we got wrong? No, not yet. (laughs) So 
we were at that dance and, you know, it's a typical middle school dance where nobody's doing anything because everyone's embarrassed, trying to, trying to look cool. Mm -hmm. And the Tootsie Roll came on and my mom was chaperoning the dance and just got out there and shook her groove thing. And I was (laughs) mortified mortified I could not have been more embarrassed and what's fun to me about this is as you know Casey I am not a good dancer but I love to dance yeah and so I will get out there on that dance floor and I will do anything including attempt a slide (laughs) at a wedding where everyone thinks I'm drunk and have fallen down (laughs) which was the least I've ever had to coerce you into doing something. I was like, you should slide across the floor. You're like, yes, 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 I should. You're right. (laughs) Dear listeners, this was about a year ago. Do you want me to do my mom stuff? So I don't remember actually if if we had one of those dances, I didn't go, I guess, which is odd because I too love to dance and always have. Yeah, and mom Um, was your confirmation leader too. So I feel like you went. Yeah, maybe I did. I just, yeah. I have a terrible memory, but, yeah. but something she has always loved to do. So we all are really good at song lyrics. Yeah. Even though that's one of the first things I did that, well, besides being born, one of the first things I did that annoyed you was remember I used to mess up song lyrics. Yeah. Oh man, it well, would make you mad. I know this is one of those things you tell me that, and I believe you, but <laughs> I have zero recollection of that because it's not like I know every song lyric in the world. Yeah. I'm, I think it's probably because it probably was like kid songs, you know? Mm-hmm. So like you knew the words and it was like, Ugh, what like, an imbecile. That's just, why was I mad about that? Like, come <laughs> on, Andrea. Yeah. Just because kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we all, we all sing a lot. And so this was back in the, the day of cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. And so we would listen to the same thing a lot in the car yeah. and mom used So it, as a kid, I didn't care at all. But then as I got older, yeah, like when she would sing and dance mm-hmm. while she was driving, I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Do you remember a particular song? I don't, but I'm sure it was like the classics. It was probably like Gloria Stefan or something. Okay. In my mind, if, when I'm picturing this occurring, I'm thinking of Asa Bass, the sign. Oh yeah. Because that that's be. a, man, that's a fun one to sing to. Mm-hmm. Got some high notes to hit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really outside my range, but I'll yeah. try anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Well, the other thing I love about this is like you and I have consistently talked in recent years about how we can't wait to embarrass, insert kid name here with, you know, X oh, behavior. Yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled to death to be an embarrassing person. Yeah. Um, and and you are right we're in the phase now where it's funny like yeah the things I do are funny or amusing well so we'll see how quickly that changes yeah my sense is it's probably going to be around teenage years right like 12 13 yeah as I was thinking like 10 probably. oh okay maybe maybe those are good moms so it's always it's always just mom living her life she was just trying to live her life and yeah she was. she was just trying to be happy that's right and then with dad, so our dad has a 1969 Chevrolet pickup truck that was given to him by his dad. And it's loud, you know, it's like, it's an old truck. Like every, I think hopefully everybody knows what old cars sound like. And at the time that uh, we were kids, that was his primary car. And it was not in the best shape. I feel like at one point there was a door that was white and the rest of the truck was blue. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I just like there yes. were sometimes multiple colors as he replaced a part with something, you know, 
And so we went to a private school and it's not like all of our friends were super, super rich, but definitely most people's parents were not contractors driving 1969 pickup trucks. And so I remember right around sixth, seventh grade, anytime dad drove us, I would ask to be dropped off around the corner and walk around the block. And I feel like, I know I feel like such a dick, but (laughs) I, I did it. But dad loves this story because it was like that for let's say three to four years. Yeah. And then as soon as a boy said to me, man, Andrea, is that your dad's truck? It's super cool. I was like, oh my God, I know it is so cool. And then I just <laughs> couldn't get enough of dad's truck um, yeah. because the boys thought it was cool. So right. Yeah. I remember that. I'm glad you re- remembered to bring that up because yes, I, yeah. I mean, and just like as a full disclaimer, like I'm hundred percent aware of what an asshole I was. Sure. But it, that's just a, good thing right so okay slight tangent but it's one of those things that I think about a lot as as an adult because we did go to a a private school in what I would say like a socioeconomic kind of stratus that we were not actually in so I highly prize those things like I wanted designer purses yes and now as an adult I'm like why on earth would I spend that money and you know our parents our our extended family were in no way like sure I'm gonna Mm -hmm. buy you those things Mm -hmm. so Grammy did uh Mm -hmm. if I did well in school she would treat me yeah Uh, but unfortunately I didn't do well in school that often (laughs) (laughs) But it's those things, right? It's, yeah. They seem really important. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because you don't really have other ways to differentiate yourself right. necessarily. Like you're still forming your personality and right. your, like so many things about you. Right. And so it's like, I just need these material things to, right. to indicate that I am a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. True. So, but I, th- I think that's a really good theory around differentiating yourself and especially thinking about our school because we wore uniforms. Mm-hmm. So we all looked the same. But I don't think that it's limited to just to, to schools where you're yeah, in, in uniforms. I think yeah, it's just, you're right. Yeah. And I think also you don't have the same concept of money. Right. right. Even, even if you understand that something might be expensive relatively or, or, yeah. or, or not. Yeah. It doesn't like the, the effect is not the same. Yeah, I think you're right. And then I have one more dad one, but I think you have it too. Yeah, I think I felt cringy. Sorry, dad, yeah. about the, the truck for a while too. Yeah. And actually he says we were friends and then we weren't. Uh, but yeah. I think it was just going through the phase you went through, but in a quieter yeah. way. But yeah, so the other thing that he still does. So like you have say a lawnmower or a large appliance, mm-hmm. something that goes out, right? You can't really, unless you are a person who has a pickup, you can't just take it somewhere. So everybody would just put those things at their curb. And the, I don't know, I guess the hope was somebody would just come get it or maybe the city was going to come get it. I don't know. But I don't think there's ever been a lawnmower that our dad was able to drive past Mm-mm. and not pick up. I don't think so either. So it did seem, especially that street that our school was on. Jack was always. Yeah. Why? Or was no, there, there Endicott. Was... It was Endicott. Yeah. Yeah. It was right for the picking. If you like to just pick things up off the curb. So he was always doing that. And so we were just mortified, you know, like somebody's going to see our dad, what being thrifty. I don't know. And he, and he talked about that a little bit. And when he came on the pod yeah, was, you know, he would take these things and then, and fix them because mm-hmm. he, to this day, I think would, would tell you that a lot of times, especially on the lawnmower, it's just a little yeah. part that's right to replace uh, that just doesn't mean anything to anyone else because yeah. nobody else knows what that part is, but mm-hmm. 
that's true. A lot of more yeah. washing machines and dryers are the same yeah. way. That I but think now he dryers. now he hates them. Yeah, because of the computers. Right, right, <laughs> true. But as we were preparing for this episode, I learned something about you that I don't think I knew that oh, you yeah. now sometimes do that. Yeah, I will. When there is stuff on the side of the road, I will slow down and check it out. Like somebody had set out chairs the other day, two chairs. They mm-hmm. they weren't the same. But I slowed down. I was like, do I need those chairs? No, I don't need those chairs. What on earth am I going to do with those chairs? But I do like to like redo furniture and I have to stop because I don't have time. I don't Mm -hmm. have the energy. Mm -hmm. The space. Um, Yeah, the space too. And Mm -hmm. so the last time, so Russell loves a good deal. So he found me a table, six chairs and a buffet for $140. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, it took me literally like two years to finally yeah. get it, get it refinished. And then I couldn't sell the table. Nobody wanted it. So I eventually just set it at the curb. Oh no. And then we really got off topic, but yeah, it's hard. If I think that something looks like I like, like it could be used. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, do I need it? But yeah, I guess it's hereditary. Yeah. I love that. I mean, call the- it picking versus dumpster diving there you go <laughs> yeah because we call it picking in their whole show called american pickers there is yeah so then that now you're just a cool hipster who, so true yeah mm-hmm. who maybe has a mullet and... i know i've seen the mullets i don't yeah. i don't i'm unclear on the situation well um, and actually you know this didn't make our list but probably our list of things that annoy us now we should put on there because over the last year and a half, I have had the privilege of going with you to the kids' school on a pretty regular yeah. basis. Uh-huh. And to get to the kids' school, you have to drive past the local area high school. And I think every single time we have driven past that school, we have been like, what the hell is that kid doing? What is that hair? What are those socks? Yeah, oh, yeah that's really good. So let's just put that at the top of the list. And then okay. let's, let's segue in with reading off our list of things that bother us. Let's do it. So yeah, so I guess really just youths in general, they're so rude. Yep. And yeah, like what is anybody wearing ever? No way to know. Half the time they look like they're about to go to space. Mm -hmm. Half the time they look like they forgot their pants. Guys and girls. Mm -hmm. This this isn't a guy girl thing. This is not a, this is not not a pants people. But anyways, so youths. Youths. Loud music. Public places where it's too loud to hear people. Mm -hmm. That's so annoying. Traffic, cars that don't have mufflers, mm-hmm. and people who speed down residential streets. Yeah. <laughs> Conversely, people who don't speed on the freeway. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the condensed version, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of just like general things. So the theme, I guess, a little bit is noise. <laughs> noise and traffic and people. Yeah. I think if we wanted to really categorize. Yeah. So even. And in our house. So Russell will sometimes play kid music on, on Alexa. Yeah. And, and he does a lot of times in the morning and especially in the mornings, I have zero tolerance for loud noises. Yeah. And so I'll walk over there and turn it down. And he's like, why do you always ruin the party? Cause the kids are enjoying it. And everybody's vibing in the kitchen. I was like too loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I, you know, I'm funny in that when I'm in my home alone, volume is less of an issue for me, I feel like, 
then a lot of times what I'll do is I'll have her play my audiobook. And I have four computer ladies, including one in this room that I'm in, so I'm not going to say her name. And so I'll tell her to play my book everywhere and she'll play it in all the rooms. So if I'm cleaning, I can listen from room to room which I really like, but to be able to hear in all the rooms, then I need pretty much everybody's volume to be at a 10. Oh God. <laughs> so, so like, I don't mind that, but I'm also talking about an audio book. I'm not talking about, you know, corn. Yeah, sure. Did you ever listen to that? I never did. <laughs> but if I'm trying to have a conversation mm-hmm. or hear someone, like I just, it, I can't, it, it cannot be loud, especially in this day and age with masks. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I, I am struggling in the classroom so much to hear them. Yeah. It's, it's, they really do muffle. And I don't know if this is a, a getting old thing, but I feel like now if I'm in a, say a bar, which I, mean, I haven't been to a bar and who knows how long, but if I have to strain my voice to, to talk loudly yes. for an extended period of time, I will start to cough. It's like my vocal cords can't handle it anymore. Yeah. And so then I'll have this like coughing fit and then I'm, I'm like hoarse. It's just the whole thing. Yeah. Just, I'm just not cut out for that. I agree. Yeah. I think especially because it's been a while since we've done anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure we went and ate outdoors. I remember at La Hacienda mm-hmm. uh, and the music was kind of loud where we were. And it's like, why is <laughs> we're outside? Why is it so loud? <laughs> Help. But yeah, I just, I don't like that. I don't like any place where you can't carry on a conversation because I guess the other piece of this, and, and I am by no means frugal. You are frugal. I am the worst, <laughs> but um, like, why would I pay money to eat and drink somewhere that I can't then hear the people I came with? Like, I just don't understand the fun in that for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. Nor do I want to put on real pants. So yeah. That's yeah. One. I should probably made our list. <laughs> uh, pants that aren't stretchy. Mm-hmm. And then we have traffic on here, but I don't know, depending on where the majority of our listeners are from, I feel like this is hard to explain if you've never lived in Houston. Mm-hmm. Because Houston doesn't just have the typical five o'clock traffic or the typical work traffic. It's just insanity. I mean, you have better examples of it, especially when you were doing your various race trainings. Mm -hmm. You know, you you would leave your house at 5 Mm a.m. on a Saturday morning or a Sunday Mm -hmm. morning and get stuck in traffic. Yep. No idea why. Like they close some lanes on the freeway all of a sudden. So like, we don't just mean like, oh, a little bit of traffic slowing yeah. me down. Yeah. Which is actually, we do mean that too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but any more broadly. Yeah. Yeah. And especially now, I think, you know, you live in a small town. Your commute is what, two and a half minutes if you're yeah. in a car? Uh, if I drive, yes. I mean, I do have to go through a few stop signs. So it might be three full minutes. Okay. If I drive. It is half a mile to my office. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So traffic is not really a part of your day to day. No. And I, when I was still going into an office, which has been, you know, a long time now, I took surface streets and, and never sat in traffic. The worst that could happen is I would hit a train. Mm-hmm. So my commute was like 10 minutes if I could, you know, get it right. So yeah, once you're removed 
from the standard traffic events, right? Mm -hmm. Like the bottlenecks it, like freeway interchanges and Mm -hmm. all of those things. It becomes so much harder to deal with. I agree. Although I will say this. So because I spent the better part of my adult life to date in Houston. And so I was dealing with what you were just describing all the time that because of that, I feel like traffic in, in the Birmingham area is pretty bad. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a fairly large metro area, lots of suburbs. People tend to live out in suburbs and then commute in. And so the people who make that commute, it's, it's tough, right? My friend Drew is one of them. That's why he has ample time to listen to our podcast and make good suggestions for us. <laughs> but like when people complain about traffic around here, I'm just like, you have no idea. Yeah. You just, you don't even understand. It's so hard for me to feel bad for people. Well, it's just like when they complain about the humidity. It's right? true. Yeah. That's hilarious Listen, to me. People, we grew up in a swamp. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. That was my favorite thing. But yeah, the traffic is a, it's a funny one, I think. Uh, yeah. But I will say this too. This is uh, I, actually, I was talking about this a little bit in one of my classes a week or two ago. I live two blocks from the campus. And I live, my house doesn't face, but it is right immediately adjacent to one of the main roads that students will take when they, if they commute and they come into town, then they'll turn on the road that runs next to my house and dead ends at the university. So during the school year, there's a decent amount of traffic up and down that street. And during the summer, it's so, so slow in this town. And then once the move-in day happens and all the kids come back, now I'm like, oh, damn kids are back, you know? <laughs> so even the, the smidgen of traffic that can happen around here sometimes irritates me now. Yeah. I had something similar to that. So we live in the flight path of the San Antonio airport, unless you ask the city, in which case we're not in the flight path. But a few years ago, they closed a runway because they needed to redo something. And so no flights came over our house for a good, I would say at least six months, if not longer. And I, I very quickly adjusted to not hearing planes, especially on like cloudy days or rainy days, they'll Mm -hmm. fly really low. The other day I I was on a work call and had to look out this window because I was like, that's she coming down. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're not going to make it. I don't yeah. know what was wrong with that plane. Wow. It should not have been airborne. Yeah. Um, so that stands out to me too. I, yeah. I completely understand that. Uh, you, you adjust to those, yeah. those cycles. You really do. You really do. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I think probably most people who drive with us would call us aggressive drivers. Mm-hmm. Again, we grew up in Houston. I know. They call us good drivers. Yeah. This is just how you had to drive if you wanted to stay alive. That's right. Yeah. I will say Dan loves this. So because I grew up driving in Houston, like for the most part, you hang pretty tight with people. None of this two car link business. Ain't nobody no. got time for that. That's absurd. And so I was driving somewhere and somebody got mad at me and I was telling Dan about it. And, and I said, that there are cultural expectations around tailgating (laughs) that like you have to know where you are. And so if you're driving down some podunk road here in Alabama and you're on somebody's rear, that's going to be super aggressive, right? Yeah. But if you're doing city driving, well, that's just city driving. Like, so I call it drafting. Yeah, like totally fine. <laughs> and so Dan will often say, what's the cultural expectation of distance here? <laughs> like one yeah. loaf of French bread. 
That's what it is in the south of France. Yeah, un baguette. Un baguette. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I'll tell you, talking about people who don't go the speed limit on the freeway, people who don't speed in the fast lane. Uh, like, yeah. get out of the fast lane if you're not speeding. Get out of the fast lane in general. Why are you over there? Yeah, you're not supposed to be. You're not supposed to be. Alabama just passed a law that says you can't do that. People don't care. Oh, uh, yeah, nobody cares. Uh, there is, a, there's a law here. Oh, yeah. I think you can't be in it for more than like three miles at a time. Or yeah, something, right. Unless you were actively passing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's been a while since I read my driver's handbook, but I'm pretty sure nobody else did. I, I agree. I 100% agree. We were actually having this conversation today because we were on the way back from the beach and we were telling stories about people we have encountered in our lives that don't know what we believe to be widely accepted traffic rules. Like, this is a civilized society. We need to all agree on these traffic rules and we don't. Mm-hmm. And it's highly problematic. One that, that I remember reading about in Texas, and I, this has to be consistent because it, otherwise we'd have accidents all over the place. In Texas, you learn that like, let's say you've got two green lights, like it's a two lane road, right? So both, both directions have a green light, but somebody wants to turn, okay? Well, the person turning across traffic, so the person making the left does not have the right of way. Right. The person making the right turn has the right of way. In yes. Alabama, nope. In Alabama, it it's I I don't know uh, whoever gets there first and doesn't chicken out. I don't like. <laughs> I have almost gotten into accidents a couple of times because I'm like I have the right of way. You're making the right turn. Hmm. Yeah. But again, don't you think like if we didn't all have the same rules across all fifty states? Yeah. We have a lot of crazy accidents. Yeah. Well, and I, I think there, I mean, there is a lot of variance. Yeah. I think, and I guess it's probably all relatively insignificant, but yeah, like yeah. that, that for sure does seem like something everyone needs to agree on. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Toby was giving me grief yesterday. Um, and cause I changed lanes in an intersection, but that's not illegal here anymore. You can, they made I didn't know that. that. Yeah, they made that okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I made this up. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just manifesting or just don't care. But I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll verify. Okay. All of these last couple are about cars, but yeah, we also really hate cars that don't have mufflers. Like, why are they so loud? Why do you have to be so loud? Speaking of wanting to hear people, if I'm in the car with somebody, I would love to hear what they have to say. Mm -hmm. How can you do that? If your car is like the same decibel level as the rocket launch. Yes, exactly. Or perhaps I would listen to two delightful ladies talking about being sisters. Yeah. I can't hear it over the sound of your stupid car accelerating. So true. Oh man. Yeah. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. Just Everybody's the worst. And so again, because I, I live on aforementioned somewhat busy road, there is a truck with, and, and I don't know cars. So maybe he has a giant muffler. Cause doesn't that make your car loud too? I have but, zero. Or, idea. or maybe he has probably. multiple mufflers. Maybe he has no muffler. He has some amount of mufflage that <laughs> makes his car loud. Yes. And I, in my mind, he works probably like waits tables up in Alabaster and he comes home between 10 and 1030 most nights. And there's a four-way stop at my house and he hits that stop and then he guns it through that intersection. And so about 10 or 1030 every night, I hear that sound. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, finally one night 
speaking of being get off my lawn people, I texted Catherine and Jen and I was like, do you guys hear this person every night about this time? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Yeah. It's not just you. It's not just me. And I even tried to like pop up out of bed and open my blinds really quickly and try to see it to see what yeah. it is, but I can't, I can't so you could shake it. your fist at him. I, I would not yell. I'd go out there and wait. Mm-hmm. In my nightgown, <laughs> hands <laughs> on my hips uh-huh. with my tiny those, dog. You need one of those real flouncy yeah. nightgowns. That's it. Then maybe think um, I'm a ghost. Spoon. You know, yeah. Oh, there you go. I'll haunt you if you keep gunning it through this exactly. stop sign. You know, we really didn't focus enough on people in this things that bother us because something that bothers me is like excessive or oddly placed PDA. Oh, a hundred percent. So I had to uh, purchase some new bras and they were having a sale on jammies. So I was like, yeah, I got to go hit that up Mm -hmm. because I love a matching set. Sure. So I go over there and perusing the racks. This guy walks up to this woman. Well, I mean, they were together and they start like making out and then they proceed to start picking out like lingerie because I'm in a department store, right? So like I had all that stuff. And I was like, I guess this is a really special moment for the two of you, but I would like for it to stop while I yeah. pick out my rather matronly jammies. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to begrudge anybody some nice time together, but that does seem mm-hmm. like an interesting way to go about it. Like, perhaps you could pull up Vicky's Secret online and peruse it together that way. Yeah. And then make like sit on each other's laps while you're doing that. <laughs> sure. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> That was interesting. Yeah. I was like, I don't even need these jammies. I'm just going to go. I like that. So yeah, I do feel like this has devolved maybe a little bit into things that annoy us from <laughs> becoming uncool, but, but something I did want to talk about re becoming uncool is, so I have now been teaching for eight years. So I started in 2013 and I have reached the point where my references no longer land. So the, you just can't, like there are a lot of the movies you can't make references to. For the most part, you can't make references to early 90s TV shows. And then also one of my favorite things to show in class are John Oliver's because he picks a topic, elaborates on it. It's funny. I think he's funny. He's British, so it makes him extra funny. And I just showed my first John Oliver in my intro class. And maybe people were quietly smiling to themselves, but I couldn't see it because they had masks on. But it used to be when I would show those in class, I would get raucous laughter. Yeah. And so I don't know, I'm going to, I'm going to power through this semester and see if it gets better. Like maybe they're kind of warming up, but if I can no longer show John Oliver's as a humorous interlude, I don't know I don't, yeah. what's funny. TikTok. I, I mean, I don't know TikTok. Yeah. But I yeah, have no idea. So, yeah. So there's, there are just a number of references that I can't make anymore. It does. It's not funny. Maybe you're just in a rough place with teaching political science. I think, yes, I think that is true. I've been less than happy with my career path for the last year and a half years. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, I guess for some people, maybe it's just hard to find humor. Whereas if you've kind of, maybe if you've been in it longer, it's yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a hundred percent easier to teach pre-2016. That it's been a, yeah. an uphill climb since 2016 for, for a myriad of reasons that we might want to talk about on this podcast. So I am definitely, I'm definitely not cool to these people anymore. I don't think. 
So that's, that's been gonna, interesting. That is interesting. You know, every year we get a little older. It's true. It seems to keep happening. It does. Maybe that's just the way of things. Mm-hmm. You will always try to stay relevant. I don't doubt mm-hmm. that. But you, maybe your relevance and your coolness will no longer be one. <laughs> ah, very wise, Kimisabi. <laughs> that's what I bring. I bring the yes, wisdom. You do. That's, yeah. yeah. I've always said that. Yeah. That's and interesting. To our next point, you just have to stop caring. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And honestly, there's so many things I don't care about anymore. Who cares? Yeah. Um, the, 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 I think point of this section is even prior to the pandemic that has mm-hmm. certainly changed the level of acceptance for what we will and will not go out in public in. I know you're going into an office and all of those things, yes. like always wanted to look put together, you know, relatively cutish, I guess. Mm-hmm was the goal. But even before the pandemic, I started to prioritize comfort over, <laughs> over fashion, like a lot. Yeah. I, when the wide leg pant trend started happening, yes, I went queen. hard yes, into queen. that, into that trend. And, and, and I will not leave it. Yeah. Because I don't care. And I'm fine with being uncool. I feel like even in the wide leg pant trend, some wide leg pants are a little tight across the bum. Correct. So I agonized because with wide leg pants, you don't really want a billowy shirt. Mm-mm. And if you're a person who prefers granny panties, such as mm-hmm. myself, the billowy tunicky shirt situation has really been a godsend. But now like you're tucking thing, you know. Right. And I think that has been a really funny thing that I don't care about anymore. Yeah. Is I just, I don't care that you know that I'm wearing underpants. Yes, it is 100% the patriarchy's fault that we feel that we need to hide from the world that we are wearing underwear. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I have it on. So yep. if, if you can't contain yourself because <laughs> of my underwear, then I don't know what to tell you. I think you have some bigger problems here. Yeah. You might should go out in ever. society. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Uh, but no, what I wanted to say a minute ago, repants. And so you and I both love the wide leg pant trend. We also both really like the high-waisted pant trend. Yes. And so I want to give a shout out to all of the women who stood firm in mom jeans in the 80s. Because though, or not the 80s, they were cool in the 80s, but like persisted into the 90s, right? Yeah. Because they were more comfortable. Yeah. Like those women who were like, screw you. I, I still want my pants to come up high. They knew, they knew where it was at. And so they yeah, were they being uncool before it was cool. So true. I, I'm yeah, so I, proud of those ladies. The waistlines we endured in the geez, late like 1900s. Yes. Why? Why did we do that? Same I don't know. With underwear. Why were we doing any of that? I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's funny because I, I'm curious if we will change because like you and I are both super comfortable going out without makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have the skin of an angel, so you're lucky. Yeah, I've respect, never but... really worn much makeup. Yeah, so that's good. But um, like you and I'll do that. Like, I mean, this may be as good of a time as any, because if you've made it 11 episodes in, hopefully you love us. We hate to shower. We don't do it very often mm-hmm. if we can help it. So we'll go out with dirty hair and then dirty we'll go... persons. Yes. And then we'll go out like in our, you know, comfy clothes or whatever. Like we're not going out in our pajamas necessarily, but so we're com- comfortable doing that. Mom is not. And mm. I feel that I will only continue to get more comfortable at mom and Dan's tiny house 
to take the dogs outside to the grass. You had to walk outside of their fence, but it was like this little, you were still inside their complex, but there is like a wrought iron fence line. I would go out there in my pajamas all the time. Like if it's late at night, early morning, like I'm in my pajamas, like what? Leave me alone. And mom would put clothes on to do that. Huh. And I was like, mom, who's looking at you? And she's like, well, nobody, but I just don't, you know, want to, I don't want to be a thing or whatever. I'm like, I like, hmm. I feel like if it's 10 o'clock at night and you're staring at me in my pajamas, you have the problem, not me. <laughs> yeah. That's so, funny. Yeah. So I don't know. So I would like to continue on the trend of not caring. That's mm-hmm. my, my ultimate goal. It's hard because then I also see these like real old ladies in their like adult granimal sets, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's a place I don't want to be. Yeah. But maybe they're onto something because they're super comfy. Maybe so. Like, this is what I think, right? I think the pants are elastic. Yes. And the tops are flowy. Yeah. Yeah, but I just feel like maybe there's a version of that that doesn't (laughs) look like a matching set you bought it at Costco in a sale bin. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, I was coughing real hard. Yeah, perhaps. So we'll see. you know we might should learn how to make our own clothes like sooner rather than later just so we could avoid that listen I tried you did that you did I tried that already I decided one summer in college that I was going to become industrious and I was gonna learn to cook uh like without recipes and learn to sew I made two and this was under the supervision of our grandmother who's an excellent seamstress or used to be before she grew she grew weary our body shapes are such that off the rack clothing can sometimes be a challenge Mm -hmm. we are very pear shaped and so I thought oh this is perfect because I will buy the templates that you Mm -hmm. buy and I can do two different sizes like I can Mm -hmm. do a smaller size on top and a bigger size on the bottom but here's the thing you're looking at a picture and then you just have to make that thing and then if you don't like that thing you just spent 20 hours sewing mm-hmm. it. Right. And now you're stuck with this item of clothing right. that you don't really like that much. That was made pretty to much your specifications. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I did keep one dress. The blue There's one, one, right? Yeah. It's like, what's the type of fabric? Yeah. Cotton hole, pigeon hole. Yeah. Something. Button hole. Keyhole? No, I think we're getting further. But anyways, it's something that has holes in it and it is a pattern mm-hmm. situation. And then, so it's like a slightly different color behind it. It's like a darker teal and then a lighter mm-hmm. teal with this weird pigeonhole fabric. It's just really pretty, but yeah. I never, I was never super comfortable in it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you've saved it because I hope maybe one day Thea will wear it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of. That would be so awesome. Yeah. My hope as well. Yeah. But when we're wearing our matching granimal set, <laughs> adult granimals, adult granimals, Thea will be wearing that beautiful teal dress Gosh. and rolling if her we, eyes at us. If we get into adult granimals that soon, that's not that far away. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll try to not. But we will be in mom jeans, Thea. Yep. Accept <laughs> it. That's right. Well, a little bit. I love being uncool with you. Same. I'm definitely glad we're on that that journey together. Me too. Me too. Wouldn't it be annoying if one of us was still like, oh my God, you're going to go yeah. out looking like that? Like really put together? That would yeah. be the worst. No, it'd be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is why there could never be more than two of us. That's exactly right. There was no room. Mom and dad knew what they were doing all along. Yep. <laughs> all right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>